The following audio is from Harvest Fellowship. For more information about Harvest Fellowship, visit harvestabq.org. Hey, give all the dads one more round of applause. Did we get them all? Did we get it? Dads, did we get you? wave at me if we didn't get if we didn't get you. Good job. There was a price tag showing. All right, all right. I, guys, I'm excited for uh, today's message. Um, if uh, I'll, I'll just set it up like this. We've been in a series called Familia. It's a series about how to, how to family. And uh, today, I have a special guest. That's why uh, we set the stage uh, like this. And you are going to love my special guest. Um, I'll introduce her in just a moment. But today, I wanted to talk a little bit uh, about parenting. And uh, any time that uh, I, I, I have a topic like parenting, I, I'm a little bit worried that depending on your life stage, that you're going to kind of just zone me out. Because <laughs> some of you, either you're not parents yet or... Or, or your parents, but the kids are out of this house, or whatever the dynamic is. So I just want you to know that uh, we work really hard on these messages to help to make them applicable for you in the different seasons that you're in. But today, unlike some other times, we are going to get kind of go into just like for those of you that are parenting like right now. Uh, in fact, so we have teenagers, so we're going to talk a little bit about parenting in the teenage years. Um, and so I hope you won't zone me out because. Here's the other reason. Uh, I just mentioned this phrase that we use a lot around here. We don't do life alone. And I just want you to know around Harvest that we take we take seriously the importance of the next generation. So whether you're currently parenting uh, children that are in your home or not, if you're part of Harvest, you have a role to play in regards to the next generation. And so I hope you'll stay tuned today. Uh, I want to start with this verse. It's a verse in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Uh, in my opinion, it's one of the most misapplied scriptures uh, when it comes to parenting. Here's what it says, Proverbs 22. 6 says, start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Um, here's where I think this verse has been misapplied over the years, is that it's often taught that if you teach your children about the Lord, then they're never going to stray from that truth. But that is not how this works. That's not what that verse means. And if you've lived uh, for very long, you have seen some children that grew up in the church, in faith, but then they grew up and they made their own decisions and they walked away. What this verse really is about is the importance of starting our kids out on the right path. Okay, It's about getting them going in the right direction. Uh, it's really about, um, I, I'm a, we're going to share some parenting principles today. It's really about, here's the first principle, about parenting with intentionality, with, with, with being intentional. So I, I was thinking about this. Uh, when I was uh, a teenager, uh, we were vacationing in Colorado, and uh, I had heard about a spot where there was really good fishing. And so I asked around to figure out 
about where this spot was and how to get there. And an old man in a fly shop told me how to get there. And it was like, you go here and you park and you go up this trail and there will be a tree. I'm like, oh, thanks, you know. And you turn left and there's a rock and you take it, you know. And he gave me these instructions. And so I went out because I wanted to get to the spot. And I went and I followed the instructions to the T. And I got way up in the mountains and I never found the fishing spot that I was looking for. And later I found out that the old man had not put me on the right path. I don't know if it was intentional or not. He might have been wanting to guard his secret fishing spot. I don't know. But I, I realized that he, ne- he didn't actually get me started on the right path. And so I was just out wandering around. And that's what I think of when it comes to this verse in Proverbs. Start children off on the way they should go. Is that if you are a parent in the room, you more than likely you're trying to figure out what it means to follow Jesus. And how to teach your children about following Jesus. And this idea of leading with intentionality, it really just, it starts at this place of let's just get our kids on the right path. (laughs) Let's just, if we can get them, we can't for sure tell where they're going to end up because children, funny thing about them is they grow up and they start thinking for themselves. In fact, some of them start thinking for themselves uh, earlier than others, right? And, uh, and, and so at some point, they're going to make their own decisions. But our role as parents is to get them on the right path. There's some interesting statistics when it comes to this. Um, I'll, I'll share them quickly with you. Uh, two-thirds of Christians report that they found Jesus before the age of 18, okay? Two-thirds of believers, when, when surveyed, if we did the survey in this room, it would more than likely be really close to this number. Two-thirds found Jesus before 18. Just under half actually report finding Jesus before the age of 12, okay? So this is why kids' ministry is so important at Harvest, is because we know that kids, before they're 12, are already making Faith decisions that are going to get them started on that path. They're going to, they're, that are going to, it's going to, going to lead them for the rest of their lives. And so parents in the room today, we're going to share some principles. And the first one is this idea to be intentional. Be intentional. Parents, you have about 18 years with your child in the home, okay? Now, they move out. They're still your children. And, uh, and you know, parenting never stops, right? That, that's my, my dad tells me all the time. He's like, Jason, parenting never stops. We now have our first child that's off to college. And I can tell you, when she's at college, we're still checking Life 360, all right? We still want to know where she is. We still, we're still checking on her. We're still, we're still her, her parent. But you have about 18 years where they're in the home. And that 18 years is your your best chance at getting your kids on that that right path. And and those of you, especially with young kids, you've probably heard this saying uh, that the days are long, but the years are short. Have have y'all heard that before? And I I, I will tell you, at least for me, the days felt especially long in like the preschool years, all right? They felt especially long. For us, the teenage years have have been really, really fun. We've enjoyed like doing things with our kids. But as they've gotten to the teenage years, I'm realizing how short the years really are. And so you've got about 18 years, and I just want to encourage you to be intentional. Now, for the rest of, of uh, today, I'm going to have uh, a guest to come and help me, and you are really going to enjoy it. So our guest today happens to be our middle daughter. Um, we have three daughters, Mercy, Ava, and Eden. Eden helped me with announcements. Uh, I asked Mercy to help me with 
with anything, she said no, all right? She said no, um, and, uh, but she is here today. We're thankful for that. Um, so Ava, would you come and help me this morning? Help me welcome Ava. <laughs> morning. Is that what you just said? Yeah, I thought so. All right. All right, Ava, um, so uh, some people in the room may not know you, so let's just real quick introduction. Tell us uh, your age, and uh, I know it's summer, so, so the grade you're going into. I'm 15 years old, and I'm going into my 10th grade year. 10th grade, sophomore yes. year. Uh, and what school do you go to? I go to Hope Christian School. All right, and tell us uh, sports that you play. I play basketball, and I also do track. All right, and uh, tell us about this funny um, shoe that you're wearing on your foot this morning. Show so everyone. So I had a surgery called a bunionectomy, so i be wearing this for just a little bit longer. Yeah, you have a doctor's appointment tomorrow, yep. and we're hoping that maybe he says no more boot. Maybe, maybe. hopefully. We'll see. Um, but this has crooked toeitis. That's what we fixed there. But uh, this has not slowed you down whatsoever. No. Right? In fact, I have a video that I'm going to, sh- you didn't know this. I have a video. I want to show you a video of, this is yesterday in our house. Um, this is, this is Ava. What's that thing called? A stick board? She said, I didn't know this was happening. So we told her not to do that, uh, both Lisa and I, multiple times. And finally, I just gave up and I'm like, at least I'm going to video it. At least if something good happens, I'll have it on video. All right. Um, did, uh, so, Ava, thank you for uh, helping me today. Uh, one other fact Ava starts driving school tomorrow. All right. That was more of a warning than, an, than like an announcement. That was like, uh, she, you just be careful, y'all. Just. Uh, Little, she's going to be driving a little blue Camry, and if you see it coming, just steer clear, okay? Ava, did you, speaking of driving school, did you hear about the student that failed uh, driving school? I mean, I don't no. want to, like, bad mojo or nothing, but there, I just read about it. A student mm-hmm. failed because apparently he thought it was a crash course. <laughs> well, Dad, I was actually reading an article the other day, and it said kids that are exposed to dad jokes actually develop stamina to endure embarrassment and become a more comfortable <laughs> with being themselves when they're older. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> this girl's going to have a lot of stamina when it comes to embarrassment. All right. Um, Ava, <laughs> let me, I have, I have another, you didn't know about that video. Here's a picture you don't know about either. This is a picture of the day that Ava was born. Look at, that's a homeless man that's holding her. That's actually me. A uh, little backstory is uh, when the girls were little, I would, um, I, I did this thing where I would shave on September the 1st, and I, would not, uh, and I would not shave again until I killed my first deer of the year, okay? But this year, I decided not to shave until my daughter was born. And so there she is. She's born on January 3rd. And so that was September 1st to January 3rd. I was like Samson. I didn't cut a hair on my head. And the nurses kept asking Lisa who the homeless man was that was holding uh, our beautiful brand new 
child. And you might not know this, Ava, by looking at that picture, but did you know that I actually, I actually used to, to hate facial hair? Did you know that? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, but then it just grew on me. All right. All right. Thanks again, Dad. Yeah. Appreciate All right. it. No more dad jokes. <clears throat> no more dad jokes. All right. Are you having fun today? Okay, I hope you are. I hope you are. Ava, today I want you to help me, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about parenting. Uh, I thought it would be interesting to have my child help me talk about parenting because it would be one thing for me just to get up and t tell you some principles about parenting, but to do so with my child sitting next to me that can help to provide some color to that conversation, I thought would be really interesting. And so we're, we're going to talk about parenting, but I just before we do that, I want to do something we do every Sunday. We take this time where we get into God's Word really serious here at Harvest, and we believe that every time we open God's Word that He has something for every single person in the room because his word is living and it's active. And, uh, and so we just take a moment every Sunday. We pause and we say a quick prayer. It takes us 20 seconds. And we just, what I call it is we position our hearts to hear from the Lord. We open our hearts to the Holy Spirit. And so before we jump into this discussion, how many of you would pray that prayer with me this morning? All right, let's take 20 seconds and let's just pray this prayer. So Jesus, thank you for what you're about to do today in every one of our lives as we talk about parenting. God, we're going to look at your word. We're going we're gonna to learn today. And Holy Spirit, we're inviting you into this room, into every one of our lives to help us, to talk to us, to encourage us. And Lord, to help us to have strong, healthy families. And so we'd ask you to speak to us today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. All right, a couple of questions for you, Ava. Let's start here. Um, uh, what is your favorite thing to do with mom? Okay, with, with your mom. What's your favorite thing? With mom, I love going shopping with you her. You love going shopping. Yeah. You don't like going shopping with me? No, because you just, you know, find a spot to sit and play Subway Surfers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, is there anything you like doing that, that we do together? I like going to the cabins in Colorado and going yes, fishing. Yes, yes. Girl after my own heart right there. Um <laughs> So what do you like about how your mom and I parent you? Are there, are, is there anything that you like? That's, she's like, nothing. Um, what, is there things you like about how we parent you? Tell, yes. tell us. Um, a couple things that first came to my mind were um, how you guys encourage and support me in my dreams and my sports, and then how you guys show up at my events, at my games to cheer me on, and then how when you tell me no, a lot of times, not always, but most of the time, you explain the reason behind the no so that I know like why you're protecting me and helping me. Yeah, and to be fair, that is a more recent thing as you've gotten a little bit older, yeah. right? Yeah. So early, earlier in your life when we would tell you no, do you remember what we would sometimes tell you when you'd ask us why? Because I said so. Because I said so. <laughs> Yeah. Any, any other parents use that line? Yeah. I, so early on, it was important to us that our kids could just take a yes or a no, and we didn't have to give them, you know, like, I don't think you have to tell your four-year-old why. All right. I think you just get to tell them yes or no. But as they grow up, it, it changes. And now you and, and both of your sisters are at a place where um, we still don't have to tell you, but often we will process that with you yeah. because we want you to have the ability as you grow older to be able to process, you know, making healthy decisions, right? Yeah. So, 
So you're saying you, you like that. And, and I think we're probably going to come back to, um, to that saying no. And we'll talk about a little bit about boundaries. There's a story I want you to help me to tell today. Um, so you're, all three of our girls are in the teenage and college years. And so I want to ask this question. What specifically do families that are here today need to know about raising teenagers? Okay. Let's, let's go, let's talk about teenagers for just a minute. What do they need to know? So this one can be hard to say because it, um, sometimes I don't even feel this way, but looking back at situations I do, I think we need more freedom than what we have had in the past years, but we probably shouldn't get as much freedom as we would like. Wow. Uh, did you record that by the way, Lisa? <laughs> All right, so you're saying, so we're talking about teenagers. You're saying we need more freedom than when we were younger, but probably not as much as you wish that we would give you. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. That is some wisdom. By the way, I did not coach her to say these things, all right? <laughs> this is, we wrote the questions. I didn't know what she was going to do. Um, uh, so, so we watched a TV show recently, um, you and me and, and Eden. Eden and I watched a lot of it. It was called The Parent Test, all right? I, I don't actually, I don't even um, recommend this show. It's just a show that we happen to watch. They took 12 different parenting styles and kind of highlighted them. And one of them, your answer made me think about, one of them was called The Child-Led Parenting Style. And even as I was watching the show, I was like yelling at the TV because I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Why would you let a child make decisions? They shouldn't. I mean, do you remember me yelling I remember. at the TV? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there is, I, I bring it up because of your answer, there is a philosophy that's prevalent in American parenting that says that kids should make the decisions. And, and I love, because I'm, I'm, again, it would be one thing for me to tell parents, you know, the, uh, to how to parent a teenager. And if I gave the answer you just gave, it sounds different coming from me than it does coming from you. Um, so, so let's explore this just a little bit. Um, so I'm assuming that there are times that mom or I tell you no and you don't like our answer. Is that right? Yes. All right. So when that happens, how do you respond? When you tell me no, yeah. As an when, when we tell you no, um, sometimes <clears throat> I'm mad. Sometimes it's disappointing, um, and then usually a little bit after I understand why. Mm -hmm. Some not always. Sometimes I still don't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I love this. I love this. So I told you I want to share some parenting principles. We talked about being intentional. Um, last week, we talked about two. We talked about being informed, um, knowing your, your, your kids and their friends and, and what's on their phones and what they're watching and, and knowing your friend's parents and knowing, just, you know, knowing your, their school and their teacher, like all that. That fits into what I just call being informed. Uh, the next one would be be involved. We talked about that quite a bit last week. And, and I shared how, how I, I helped with the, the track team this last year and this coming year I'm going to help with the basketball team. And, and uh, that's all just, you know, being involved. And that, that looks different. That looks different based on the child and what they're involved in and the parent and, and your schedule and all that. But I would just encourage you to be involved. And, and the principle that you're going to help me to, to explore is this principle that I'm just going to call be in charge. Okay. Parents, can, 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 I, can I just tell you this morning that you are in charge of your home. 
okay? Moms and dads, you, I thought you might say amen, but you are in charge of your home. Let me give you a couple of verses, okay? I don't have them on the screen. You can write them down, look at them later. Proverbs 13, these are all from Proverbs. Proverbs 13, verse 24 says this, whoever spares the rod... That some discipline, the, the rod. I, in my family, I, could, I, I, could, I would have read it, whoever spares the belt, okay? I got, I got spanked a lot with a belt. Whoever spares the rod hates their children, okay? But who, the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. So this, this really sets up this idea that a loving parent is willing to discipline their children. Here's another one, Proverbs 23, verse 13. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you punish them, <laughs> I love this, if you punish them with the rod, they will not die, okay? Um, <laughs> they might feel, they might wish they had died, all right? Um, uh, Lisa told me a story not long ago about her getting spanked, and she, uh, she, had to, she had to bend over for the spanking, and she put her hand back there, and so her hand got got hit, right? And so she learned that. Anyone ever do that? You learn that lesson quickly. I think I've told y'all, I got, y'all, I got spanked with every implement on the planet, okay? Um, uh, when, when we were, when we were, when I was, when I was little, my, uh, we passed, my parents pastored a church and it had a courtyard and had some trees in the courtyard. And, and one night I was misbehaving and my, my dad told me to go in the courtyard and pick a switch off of a tree. Do y'all know what that means? Pick a, pick a switch. And so I had to get a limb, a branch off the tree, and he whipped me with, the, with that. I've never whipped you with a tree, have I? I just got spanked with a wooden spoon yeah, in just the kitchen. Wooden, just a wooden spoon. I never got spoon. to pick my wooden spoon. No. Because <laughs> we don't have a child-led family. Let me just tell you right now. We, we picked our own wooden spoon. All right. Here's another one. Proverbs 29, verse 15. These are all in Proverbs. A rod and a reprimand impart wisdom. Isn't that great? The rod and the reprimand impart wisdom, but a child left undisciplined disgraces its mother. Um, the kids are, are, our kids are at an age now where, where sometimes we'll see uh, a child acting up. Maybe we're in a restaurant or, or somewhere, we're out somewhere, we'll see a child acting up, and, and I'll just lean over to our kids and to our girls, and I'll say, that kid has not been spanked enough, I'll promise you, right now. Like, you kind of can watch it unfolding, and that's what this verse is saying. A rod and a reprimand, they, they actually impart wisdom to your child. They help them and an un- undisciplined dis- d- disgraces its mother. And then Proverbs 29, verse 17, one more on this topic. Discipline your children, and they will give you peace. I think this is interesting. Maybe you're wondering why there's peace missing in your home. Maybe you need to look at discipline. Discipline your children, they will give you peace, and they will bring you the delights that you desire. All right, so let's, let's keep talking about this. And, I, and what I want to talk about specifically uh, is about setting boundaries, okay? So I mentioned this last week in, uh, in the sermon. Uh, so we had an episode happen in our home uh, last summer. It was actually almost exactly a year ago. And, and this was actually the episode that, that made me want to have you help me with the Father's Day message, right? So I want to talk about it. So um, we were driving. We were in, a, in the van driving home from a va- family vacation. Uh, we were coming home, and you asked uh, Lisa and I uh, if you, you had been watching some movies on your phone and different things, um, and 
and you asked us if you could watch a particular movie. And we, I, we won't name it because it doesn't matter. And Lisa and I didn't know anything about that movie. So we said, give us a minute. Let, let's look. So I'm driving. Lisa's, she's researching. You know, she, her superpower is Google. And so she was, she was searching it. And she's reading this to me and reading some uh, uh, good sense reports. And, and, and uh, what's the other one? Com- com- common, sense, common sense reports. I'm, she knows all those. And she's telling me about it. And, and so we collectively, just, we, were on the, we were just driving. And we said, you know what? This is not something we want our kids watching. It doesn't fit our family values. It doesn't fit our beliefs. Um, it wasn't about the rating. It was about the themes that were in that particular movie. And we, we just said, you know what, Ava, we'd rather you not watch that. And how did you respond in that moment? I was really mad. I put my blanket over my head, and I was hiding, and I didn't want to look at you. And I was mad. Yeah. yeah. The technical term for that is she threw a fit. Okay. <laughs> put the blanket over her head, would not look at us, was just mad. And act to be honest, Lisa and I were kind of enjoying it. We were just kind of, we were just kind of laughing, you know. And this went on for like a while, right? Yeah. Like, not like five minutes, like, like an hour or two. Like an hour or two, yes. And she's mad. And, and at some point, you came back to us in what I would call negotiations. Do you, do you remember coming back to us? Yeah. Tell, tell us about it. Um, so, like, we went on a hike. Up no, to, no, this was before the hike. Oh, before the hike. You were still oh, trying to convince us. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I was, I was telling them, I was like, so I think I should watch this movie because my friends are watching this movie and my church friends are watching this movie. Yes. They're, like, texting me how good this movie is. I have to watch it because they go to church and I go to church, so I should watch the movie. Yeah, and what did we say? Do you remember? No. You don't remember? No, you said no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we you still said, said no. Said the answer's the same. Yeah, and, and I think we actually said... Oh, you said, I'm your parent. I'm not your friend's parent. That's right. That's right. Okay, so we keep driving. You're still mad, Okay. And we come to a spot where we, just, we had made a decision to, to, to park, to hike, right? We had a little hike up these beautiful red rocks. And so we get out of the car, and you're still mad, yep. right? Won't even look at us. The four of you were hiking up, and I was like a couple feet behind, hiking yes, by myself. by herself. I remember at some point during the hike looking at Lisa, and I was like, boy, parenting is fun, right? <laughs> I mean, we, we were like, goodness gracious. So we're hiking, and tell us what happens. Um, I think after we got to the top, and I was just thinking, and God helped me understand and um, revealed to me, like, you guys are saying no, not because you don't want me to have fun, but because you're protecting me and helping me um, to stay safe from things you don't want me to see. That's right. So you went to mom, and you apologized. Yeah. You came to me, and you apologized, mm-hmm. right? And we had this this really beautiful conversation around really what we're talking about today around boundaries and and how that the driving force in our decisions was was that we're protecting you right that we love you and we're protecting you and that mom and I have decided like values for our family and that was that was just outside of our family so let me ask you today we're a year we're a year uh, away from that looking back and reflecting on that how how, how, do you, how does that make you feel now at this point? Um, I definitely think it was the right decision. And now I know for future, um, 
future things like this, not to throw fit and to um, hopefully understand earlier <laughs> the reason that you guys are trying to actually help me. Yeah. Ava, you're an incredible young lady, and I appreciate you being willing to share this story. It's a bit of a vulnerable story, but this is kind of how we live our lives is uh, we try really hard to live with authenticity, our, ho our whole family, and so I just want you to know I appreciate it. I thought it would be interesting to have a teenager to help tell families about setting boundaries. And what you illustrated kind of backs up this parent theory that I've had for a long time, which is this, is that students will tell you that they don't want boundaries, but deep down they really crave them, okay? And, and part of that is just that the, the cognitive ability is still forming. So it's the heart is really the, what's longing for the boundary, right? And, and I, I thought about this yesterday as we were talking about it because, um, you know, parents, we're, we're pretty good at boundaries when the kids are really young, okay? The, the boundary when they're young is called a pack and play. Did y'all ever have a pack and play? Anyone remember? what um, Ava, when she was young, when she, so, so her and Eden are only 19 months apart, okay? So there was a little season where we had two in diapers. I mean, that, that, was, a, that was a tough season. And Ava was, you won't believe this, so active. I mean, so active. So we couldn't keep Eden safe. Like we had to hang her from the ceiling because there was no other way to, to keep Ava away from her. And so we, we, we implemented physical boundaries like, like, you know, we'd put her in her crib or we'd put her in the pack and play or we'd, we'd put her in her room or like that was physical boundaries to, to keep her in an area that we wanted her to be in. But boundaries get much more complicated as your children grow up. Am I right? They get much, like, like now, I mean, I technically could still pick Ava up and move her, uh, you know, to a room. But as they get older, the boundaries, the boundaries have to change. And, and I have this, this parent theory that students, especially teenagers, they're going to buck at the boundaries, you know, outwardly, verbally. They're going to tell you they don't want them. But there's something inside that's actually very safe about those boundaries that helps them to know this is, this is where you can live. <laughs> This is, where we, this is where we live as a family. This is the area that, that you can stay in. And, 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 and we were talking yesterday and about this, and you, you kind of shared some things as I asked you. I said, this has been my theory for a long time. What do you think about it? And do you, do you remember kind of talking about this? Um, tell, me, tell, us, tell us about, as we were, talked about this theory on boundaries, tell, tell us what you thought of in that moment. I mean, I agree with you. I think... I think that we definitely, like, say um, we don't want boundaries. We just want to do whatever we want. But if we don't have boundaries, I think, number one, it can be overwhelming because that's a lot of big decisions that you'd have to make. And number two, it can be dangerous. You can make the wrong decision, and it can be harmful to your physical, mental health. It can be bad for you and just and it can affect your future so I think it's really important to have the right boundaries wow I remember I don't remember the specific um this has happened a few times with you girls but I remember I remember saying to you I know you don't think we know anything but we've lived longer than you and I'm just asking you to trust us on this yeah. 
right? It's just that idea that we've just been on the earth longer than you. That, at, 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 there's some decisions. That's really what it comes down to is we've just been here longer. So we, so we, we know things. Um, so Ava, thank you for helping us with that. Um, let's talk for a, a minute about something different. So we have, th- we have all girls in our home, okay? Three girls, three beautiful girls, one male dog. We had to buy a dog to help even things out, and they have sissified him as well. So there's just, there's just, no, there's just no hope. But um, Ava, talk to us about uh, what do parents need to know about raising girls, okay? Let's, let's talk about raising girls because that's what our family's about. Tell yeah. us about raising girls. Um, so the first thing I would say is girls need love and affection from their father because if they don't get that, they're going to be looking for it somewhere else. They'll look for it in um, a boyfriend. They'll look for it in a friend. So it's really important for the father to be loving and affectionate <clears throat> towards them so that they can feel that love. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're going in a sophomore year. Yes. And um, how many times a day do I tell you that I love you? A lot. <laughs> a lot? Yeah. So my, my joke will be, I come up and I say, well, I say. Have, how many, have I, I say, told you I love you today? Have I told you today that I love you? Right? And then I'll just, and then, and you'll go, you'll just say, yes, dad. And I'll go, have I told you today how beautiful you are? Have I told you today how smart you are? Right? Right? And, and I, like, I want y'all to hear that from me lots, like, lots and lots, like, so much that you're tired of it. Like, that's kind of my goal, right? Um, I, I know that we give and receive love in different ways, but I'm also careful to show you my affection. I, I mean, at, almost every morning, give you a hug, and every de- night, and, you know, like, we're, I try to show you that. And one of my favorite ways that we show love um, and I keep wondering if this is going to stop at some point, but I hope it doesn't, is like you're about to start driving, but I still drive y'all to school, and we get to school, and we're in the high school parking lot, and y'all get out of the car, and what do you do? We turn around, and we go like this. That's right. <laughs> and I, every day, I'm like, is this the last day she's going to do that? Because one of these days, she's going to go, I don't know if I want my friends to see that. And the day she does that, just so y'all know, I'm going to roll the window down, and I'm going to go, hey, Ava! Love you, baby. And that's what's going to happen. So right now, she gets to do it quietly, but the day she decides that that's over, I'm going to embarrass the, the heck out of her, all right? Um, so I love your answer, and obviously that applies to, to, boy, to, to families raising sons as well. But So what, what else? Is there anything else that comes to your mind about raising girls? Um, so another thing, um, I feel, feel like most girls are pretty observant, and how... Um, their father treats them and treats um, the girl's mom, it kind of starts to set ideas in their mind um, and standards to, of what to look for in a future husband. That's right. So it's really important about how you treat um, their spouse and them. Yeah. I think, uh, again, this could apply to sons or daughters, that they're watching your marriage is what you're saying, and they're learning they're learning what to look for. They're learning how to treat one another, right? So I didn't prep, prep you for this question. Um, but one of the things I do very intentionally is uh, I try to show appropriate affection towards your mom in front of you, okay? In front of you girls. And every time I do, you all act like it grosses you out. But just to clear the record, you really like when that happens, right? 
Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> most, most of the time. Um, is there anything else about raising girls that you, that you think of? I don't think so. No, think so? All right. I just wanted to, wanted to make sure. Um, I realize, uh, especially on a day like Father's Day, that there are all kinds of dynamics in the room um, that that maybe you're not in a good relationship with your children, or maybe they don't live with you any longer, or maybe you're divorced and you're sharing custody. I mean, like there's so many, you know, different scenarios, um, which I, I also want to come back to this idea I mentioned earlier that we really, one of the things that I think is so valuable about being part of a local church is this idea that we live in community and we help one another. Um, yesterday, uh, this really played out uh, before me. We, uh, I invited a young man to come to breakfast with a group of, 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 our, of our board and we just spent some time just going around the table, just speaking into his life and investing in his life. And, and I thought in that moment, I'm like, I'm so thankful to be a part of a church community where there's multiple voices in my girls' lives and, and in, your, in your, I hope I'm a voice in your kid's life and, and, and that we get, to, we get to help, you know, help each other um, in, in this, uh, this raising of the next generation. And, I, and I'll just say, especially on the heels of kids' camp and youth camp and all the stories that I'm hearing, that I just have, I have so, so much faith in the next generation. I mean, I am, I am watching this next generation chase after the Lord and pursue his ways. And I just, I have such an amazing uh, confidence. And I'll just say this too. I have such confidence in the team that we have here at Harvest that is helping us to shape the next generation. Uh, Pastor Andrew, Pastor Madison, and all of the team that are working with them, you guys are doing an amazing job. And I'm just so, so, so thankful for that. So thankful. Um, uh, this might be this might be where we land the plane today, Ava. Um, really simple question. I don't think I prepped you for this one either. Um, but it's just it's an easy question. It's really easy. Um, who is in charge in our house? Mom. No, I'm just kidding. You and mom. <laughs> no one's surprised. It's okay. I would say you and mom. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. M m mom and I. Real. It's she can still be in in the in the first place there. I I, I really wanted to come back to this idea of of uh, parents being in charge. Um, I uh, I think we're in, in American parenting. I think we've the pendulum has swung really far towards this child-led um, uh, way of parenting. And sometimes, especially in Christian circles, we mask it under this idea of love. It's like, we, well, we just love our kids so much, and we want to give them every opportunity. And sometimes it comes from, well, I didn't have this opportunity. I want them to, to have the opportunities that I didn't have. And so, so what happens is that we get things out of order, and we end up putting our kids first. So, so we put them before the Lord and we put them before uh, our spouse, before our marriage. And, and I just wanted to talk frankly with you about this because, uh, and this is a word, I don't know if you'll agree with it, um, but whatever or whoever you put in first place in your life, you actually begin to worship that person that you put in first. That's why, that's why the Lord wants to be in the first place, right? And, and I just, I've seen this in American parenting because when you make your kids the object of your worship, okay, 
then you're not actually able to shepherd them. Okay? You're not actually able to lead them because your children, it's designed by the Lord to be, for them to be under your authority, but when you worship them, you put them above you. Are, are, you, are, am I, are you following this? Like they're, they're designed to be under your authority, but when you put them in first place, now you're actually kind of strangely worshiping your kids, and now they can't be under your authority. And the way I would say it is that um, there's a lot of American families who their philosophy is, I want my kids to be my best friend. I want them to like me, right? And I think that's a major mistake. Um, don't get me wrong, Ava. I want you to like me. <laughs> I want us to have fun together. But my role, right, is not first to be your best friend. It's to be in charge in the home. It's to be your parent. And uh, here's a scary thing happening in America right now, church. The number one group that's getting divorced right now are empty nesters. And, and I believe it's because this parenting philosophy has been in place for, for so long that when the kids get out of the home, parents now don't know what to do because they've spent all of these years focused completely on their kids, not on their own marriage, not on the Lord. And so right now, the number one, the number one group that's getting divorced is empty nesters. And that worries me. And that's why we're having conversations like this. And I know you're only 15, but you have a whole lot of wisdom. And I just am so thankful for you to help me. Um, I, I, I do have one more question. Tell us something. I, I might have two more, one more for sure. Tell us something that we um, have done right in parenting, okay? Again, I'm assuming there's something we've done right. Tell us something that you think that we've done right. I think the biggest thing and the first thing that jumped out to me is raising me in faith and raising me in the church with a relationship with God and being an example to me of what it looks like to have a strong faith in Jesus. Wow. Yeah. So Ava, you're a pastor's kid, so you're at church um, an awful lot, right? Like more than, more than most. Um, this is dangerous because I don't actually know the answer. Um, have, you, have you ever resented how much you have to, be, uh, have to be at church? No. No? Have you like resented that, you know, like there's been times where you haven't uh, been allowed to, you know, go to a, a sport tournament or go to this or do that or something maybe your friends were doing? Have you, yeah. I mean, is there, has there been times where you've, you've wished that, that we weren't so, you know, strict on our belief system of going to church and the way we do things? No. No? No. Really? Yeah. I'm I'm shocked actually. I thought I thought you might be a little a little bit. Um well, I mean I guess there are situations like yeah. if I um I can't think of like one specific moment right now, but yeah. there are probably situations where it's like I wish like I have to skip a track meet or something yeah. for a church and probably in the moment. Yeah. I'm probably mad, but um it's probably good for me. Yeah. So when you talk about raising you with faith, like what does that really look like? I mean, going to church is like part of that, but what other things come to your mind? How have, how have mom and I helped you in these first 15 years of your life and in, in shaping your faith? Um, so some things like being examples. So like um, prayer is a big thing. Like I hear you praying out loud at home. Like, um, that's one thing. And then reading your Bible, I see you guys doing devotions. Um, and then it just comes up, um, Christianity topic of conversation. 
um, those kinds of things um, help like gears me towards and then help and then me going to youth group um, getting connected with Christian friends and then um, Christian school that has helped <coughs> a lot too nice um, I had another question and then I forgot it because your answers are so good <laughs> all right do you have anything else to say I don't think so no all right. Would you all give Ava a hand this morning? Come give me a hug. I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. All right. I'm going uh, to have the worship team uh, come back up and help me. Did you all enjoy that? Was that a good conversation? Let me, uh, let me read uh, while, they're, while they're moving the, the uh, furniture and getting ready. Let me read a verse. Um, why don't you stand with me? That, that, that really means we're almost done. Let me read a verse. Um, I've been meditating on this verse this week as we were getting ready to talk about family. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 26 says this. Whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and for their children it will be a refuge. Isn't that a great verse? Whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and for their children, it will be a refuge. Um, one of the things that I've just been meditating on is um, the craziness of our current world. And if I backtrack um, those things that I would deem kind of crazy, I, I get to a place where I realize that just culturally that we have lost our fear of the Lord. And when it comes to our families, one of the ways that we create a, a safe place, I love how it says that it'll be a refuge for their children, is that we lead our families in such a way that, that um, moms, dads, we, we have a healthy fear of the Lord. Okay? When, when that phrase is, I remember going up, hearing that phrase, and being a little, a little bit confused because it was kind of like, well, am, I, am I supposed to be afraid of the Lord? And it's, it's not that. It's not being afraid of the Lord. It's having a healthy uh, respect, uh, a healthy honor, a healthy fear of, of the ways of the Lord and, and understanding that he's the one that's really in authority, that he's the one that, that should be calling the shots for our children. And I just wanted to leave you with that verse today. And so our worship team is going to lead us in a final song. I'm going to, I want to come back up. We're going to, we're going to have a closing prayer today. We're going to pray over families today. I'm going to, I'm going to share one final verse as we come up and I'm going to pray over you. And then you get to go and you get to celebrate the dads in your life. By the way, I love the dad shirts today. I'm, I've seen several. There's, there's a couple of good dad shirts over here. Dads, I love you so much. I'm proud of you. Will you worship with me for a few minutes? And then let's, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll pray for our families. Thank you for listening to the Harvest Fellowship Podcast. For more information, visit harvestabq.org.